do you have any advice for me? And I say, yeah, go write a hundred bad songs, go finish them. Cause that's going to do way more for your career. Even though you think we're like really, really bad songs. I'm like, yep, you got to get through those to write the one that's going to actually start, start a fire for you. I'm not saying you have to put them out, you know, just yeah. go, go write them. And it's what usually, they say about writing too, right? like just in general. That's right. Yeah. Do, go give me the draft. Give me the worst draft you can on anything, you know, and, and <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm just like, oh, how much time did I waste? Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my conversation with Casey Cavalier. When it comes to community, then, wouldn't it stand to reason that just about any artist out there would want their own community? Every community is going to have a different feel, but that helps build a brand that is around or that that community is around that brand. Right. So uh, is that what you would advise musicians to try and do? And if so, are there ways that they can be better at that? Absolutely. I mean, looking at um, in, you know, in terms of like a, a semantics look at how you what you talk about, it's like, is it listeners? Is it an audience? Is it a fan base? Right. Um, the idea of community, there are an infinite number of different sub communities, right? The Venn diagram of communities is wildly rich. Um, and, and what I would say is not just one community, right? But which communities is your band and your kind of mission statement and brand at the center of, right? That you can kind of go and, and pull in and have your own interactions and through ways with all of those communities um, and find interesting ways to bring those other communities together, right? Um, and that there's probably a lot of crossover that they aren't even aware of. So exploring that is really interesting, right? Um, in the branding world, in the marketing world, a lot of people talk about lifestyle marketing and branding and partnerships. That's effectively all it all it is, right? Um, and so I, I think the earlier bands can start to look at uh, the world and opportunities around them through that lens and say, hey, these people over here are not in the business of making music and art, but they are making something that is really powerful, really meaningful to 70% of the kind of audience and people that are listening to our music or likely to listen to it. What kind of moment? And I, I've found myself in the last couple of years, especially instead of using, you know, a single release or an album or things like that, realizing that what you're trying to create is an experience. What kind of experience can you partner with somebody else and their community to create that's um, larger than either one of them, you know, uh, by themselves? So yeah, I, I think community is where especially you look at platforms like Discord and even, you know, when Facebook groups started becoming a thing, that's, I think that's the way uh, as things move faster and faster and resources are shared, I think that's going to be a way that messages are going to be disseminated um, lightning quick, you know, is not just through like algorithms pushing a video viral uh, yeah. overnight, but it's going to be through messages, art, uh, ideas reaching 
those communities and then spreading like wildfire because people talk about it and can engage with those ideas really quickly. So, yeah, I mean, it's really powerful. So I would, that's, that's one of the big activities when we, when I'd sit down and say, let's talk about what it means to develop a release plan or a release campaign for an artist. That's kind of the idea of like going track by track and building out development plans. That's a huge central component that a lot of bands miss because they they know like the, okay, I think I'm supposed to try and go get press. I think playlists are a thing people won't shut up about. You know, I kind of, they know all of those things, but it's some of these like more non-traditional ideas that I think the artists you're going to see in the next five years, 10 years that just make waves are going to be because they took an idea and or went out and created a unique relationship with another brand and with another partnership, maybe earlier than a lot of bands think is possible, right? So that's why I'd say it's never too early. If you know, even a small audience, if it's a small audience and very hyper, you know, focused and niche, the riches are in the niches. I'm sure that phrase has come up on this show, oh, yeah. right? But um, <laughs> yeah. but that's where it is. If it's two small brands that really are like, hey, there's so much yucky buzzword coming, synergy, right? <laughs> um, you know, that, that this really makes sense because everybody is excited about it, can get behind it, and it creates more meaning and more value to both peoples um, or to both both sides of the equation. So yeah, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be huge. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. So what mistakes do you see artists having or doing when they're trying to make it out there right now? <laughs> um, well, there's a lot. <laughs> I made, sure. We've made a lot of mistakes, right? Um, yeah. Well, that's you know, how you learn, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll start from the broadest one and say the biggest mistake I think I definitely do see, but I understand why it happens and why it's still so common is not taking action and spending too much time trying to craft the perfect plan, craft the perfect release. But, you know, um, that just doesn't exist. We've thought that we've had it many times and something always goes wrong. Something always, you know, there's always a hiccup. There's always a an obstacle, right? Um, but we always press go and we always just stick to the stick to a timeline and are willing to pivot. So I think um, a step, even if it ends up being in the completely wrong direction, is always better than no step at all. So that's the biggest mistake is I think uh, and I have this conversation a lot. They're just like, I just don't know, like, you know, what should I do? I'm just like, listen, you're worried about this one song and whether or not it's, you know, has like a really great stream and moment. You got to realize if this goes well, Every like two, three months, four months, like the ratio that this song is in your overall brand narrative goes from like one, the whole book to a chapter, to one page, to one paragraph, to one sentence. So get in there and just, just put the book out and let it start to evolve. And you can learn as you go. We've learned as we, as we're going. And guess what? You will never stop learning. That's the point. Nobody out there, I have still not found anyone. And if I have found someone that says they know it all, I turn around and run because I really know they don't. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so uh, that's the biggest thing, I think. And then there's a lot of other very, you know, smaller, um, more specific points, you know, that I see <laughs> every day. Um, you know, and, and it's, but it usually comes down to the, uh, not being able to find a way to tackle the fear of making a mistake. Right. Um, and that's it. 
you know, um, go make mistakes. People ask from like a song, Hey, I'm a, I'm starting to write songs, right? You know, do you have any advice for me? And I say, yeah, go write a hundred bad songs, go finish them. Cause that's going to do way more for your career. Even though you think we're like re really bad songs. I'm like, yep. You got to get through those to write the one that's going to actually start, start a fire for you. I'm not saying you have to put them out, you know, just yeah. go, go write them. And that's what usually they say about writing too, right? like just in general. That's right. Yeah. Do, go give me the draft. Give me the worst draft you can on anything, you know, and, and <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm just like, oh, how much time did I waste? Just like on one sentence, trying to get the exact word right, trying to get the exact, you know, when I was like, my brain was going 70 miles an hour past that. And I just didn't let it, you know, um, to the point now where we're in a world of, you know, AI. And, um, I was on a meeting with my, uh, my podcast team, um, and my editor the other day and, and she goes, don't be alarmed. Um, I'm going to have a guest with me in this zoom. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, it's a, it's an AI, um, you know, chat but basically an ai dick translation bot that just comes oh, okay. in yeah. you know um and i mean it's otter isn't it i think i've seen those no this one's called Fire, like fireflies actually oh, okay. i think okay. or something like AI, yeah. like firefly there's a bunch ai of there are there are and they're popping there's probably a hundred that pop up every day right mm -hmm. um so uh but that's like that's an interesting thing too where for me someone who um, if anybody listens to podcasts on like one X or like 1.7, like I sometimes do, um, they've probably long abandoned this episode or have had to be like, I, I got to slow this guy down. Right. And that's, and that's the way my brain works sometimes. And for that reason, I've that's realized okay. that, that, oh, here's a perfect transcription thing that just gives me the draft. And then I can go back in, cut the likes, cut the ums. That doesn't really make sense the way that came out, but I know. So now I can let me flip it all around, you know, and it's there in a in a moldable form. You know, you put the you put all the pieces out onto the floor. You got to dump dump the pieces out before you can start putting the puzzle together. So, um, yeah, I, I think using tools like that to your advantage as well are a perfect example of go make the mistake. Go. Don't be afraid to sound like an idiot, <laughs> you know, Um because the more you do it, uh, the more you'll get better at catching it, understanding what does work, what doesn't. It's like, I guess, being a good podcast guest. I don't know. I feel like this one's going somewhat well, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, going just fine. Don't I worry. Know, yes. But I know that there have been others, Jody, that definitely did not go as well, you know, and I'm sure you know what I mean as well. Um, so I'm sure you've been a part of those on whatever end <laughs> over the years. So Well, I, I do try to make the best of just about any situation, but, Me, you know, yeah. you do what you can, right? Me too. I know that we're all dealing with a lot of stuff these days, so I particularly wanted to acknowledge those that have taken the time to leave honest reviews of this podcast. Thrive After 55 writes... This is a gem of a podcast. Jody is not only an accomplished talent in voiceover and singing, but can now add gracious and welcoming podcast host. Her style of interviewing truly allows room for her guests to shine with interesting and intriguing information. This is a great add to your podcast listening. Thank you, Thrive, for your very kind review. And now back to the show. 
So as far as the podcast is concerned, can you tell us a little about your podcast? Like what, what do you talk about on your podcast? What is it about? And, and of course, you, you mentioned you have help. So that's good. <laughs> that is, it is very good. Um, yeah. I, th- I think I learned very early on that, um, that it was not a, a sustainable model for me to do everything involved in this and make a and make a show that I wanted right there to make. With you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know. Um, I the uh, the friend in the wings that will remain nameless right now. I know even just the faceless the faceless friend out there in, in producer land. Um, you know, it, it's it goes a really long way, and that's another thing to be like, listen. Um, we talked about bringing it back very quickly to like mistakes I see made the, the, the like DIY, um, kind of banner. I think a lot of artists get mixed up and say, oh, that means that if I don't do it all myself, I'm failing. Cause I'm supposed to be able to, that's what everybody, you know, says like DIY artists and musicians, like that's the new era. I'm like DIY does not mean you must do it all yourself. It just means take the initiative to figure out how to build something that you can eat yourself that, oh, that yeah. works Don't for you. Don't make right? yourself crazy. Right. My goodness. Right. right. Yeah. And so that so that's another, I, I think, not even mistake, just sometimes people don't know where to go ask for help or, you know, um, taking a who instead of how kind of approach to finding a solution. So, um, but yeah, but anyway, the podcast that I um, chose to create and now luckily have, have had help and, and continues to evolve uh, literally as we speak, uh, is called the record process and deals heavily with, um, you know, bringing guests on, uh, that each have a, a different perspective, um, in talking about an album that they had a, a, a very integral role in, in creating. Right. So a lot of the time, a lot of the times it will be the artist at hand that has made this record, this piece of art, um, usually that, in some ways had a very, um, very significant impact on a, either a large community or a very dedicated, you know, smaller community. But either way, that's, that's always kind of central to it is, is a body of work that has a story and has a lot of rich context and depth, both in how it was made, what inspired it. And then everybody else, uh, you know, the who, what, one, where, how of, of how it came together. And, um, and not only that, but then we kind of shift the camera. We do 12 episode seasons that kind of mirrors a track listing of a record, if you will, uh, in our own I way. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so that's our little like fun metaphor uh, approach to it that, that we've kind of evolved into that I think is really neat and allows us to do a little bit better work and zero in on each one of these and really take some some cool insights and inspirations away as people. So um you know, so we also will have producers, uh, you know, on to talk about a record that they produced and what their, you know, their perspective of the process was like. Uh, we've also even had um, a good friend of mine, uh, Jamie Coletta, who's an incredible publicist and just, you know, marketing phenom in that world in terms of defining a, a band's story, uh, come on and talk about an album that she worked on the rollout portion of after the record was done, but taking the idea that was on the record and what it was about and the themes and working with the artists who was a very hands-on kind of DIY-esque um, artist in that world um, named Jeff Rosenstock and how they presented the whole thing back in 2016 when the climate was um, extremely volatile, especially surrounding some of the themes that the record touched on. So mm-hmm. um, 
So we try to get flip that camera and give you at least through every season, you know, a whole 360 look at what a record looks like from everybody, all the kinds of people that have a hand in it. And, um, and it's really fun. Yeah. And, and honestly that, you know, I think for me each day, each episode, each season, um, the reason for creating the podcast becomes even more apparent for me. And, uh, so what was that reason? <laughs> right. Um, I thought you'd never ask. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> I took well, the hint. <laughs> well, right. Thank you. you took the bait. Uh, wow. Uh, beautiful. Um, masterfully done. So uh, the the reason that I um, that I thought it would be cool, not just because I had some downtime uh, during a global pandemic, um, although that didn't hurt, right? Um, it was because I, I looked around and I realized as a creative, as a, as a person that makes music, as a person that works with other people that make music in the um, in the goal to help them <laughs> make better music and find uh, an audience that their music can impact and, and continue to kind of evolve, it gets hard. Um, there's a book out there by a man named Stephen Pressfield that's called The War of Art. And in it, he talks about this phenomenon, this kind of perpetual struggle that any artist or or person that works in a creative field tends to deal with, and he calls it resistance, right? I think it has a lot of names. Sometimes that can tie into mental health, frustrations, you know, um, struggle with self-doubt and negative self-talk. A lot of these things go into it, but he, I think, encapsulates it in that book as resistance. And... I realized that that's something that I've struggled with, you know, my whole life and called it by, uh, you know, many different names. And I've known plenty of other people and have had a lot of conversations about it. But it was interesting that, uh, you know, over, over the last decade, as the podcast format really came into its own, that uh, I, I began realizing I was starting to lean on a lot of shows that did exactly this, that gave me something when I was struggling with writing a song, um, you know, working out uh, a creative problem. I would just go for a walk and I always had a couple shows um, throughout the, you know, throughout the way that had a way of speaking to these problems and bringing in stories from other creatives that would re-inspire me, reinvigorate me and charge me back up. And I would go for a walk, listen to a half an hour podcast, you know, hour long show. And by the time I got back to the house or whatever it was, I was like, I'm, I just throw everything down. I'm ready to go again, you know? And, and it kept getting me through. And I was like that, the consistency of being able to find your way and the things that help you fight through that were so important. And I would not be doing what I'm doing right now for in a number of ways if it was not for things like that, whether it be mentors or even just a friend to be like, listen, I know you're doubting it right now, but trust me, it's good. What you're doing is good. Keep doing it. And some of these shows were, were having that effect on me. And um, and I realized I was like, man, I, you know, I've met so many incredible people over the years through the course of working with my band and um, and working in the studio and in the, you know, the greater kind of professional audio scape world. It's like there's some really good conversations we've already had. It, like, I think there's a chance here that I can start bringing some of those voices in there. And if anybody's willing to listen, maybe it'll have some semblance of that effect on anybody, right? And so, at the very least, I was like, let me let me take a swing at it, um, and at least I'll know I'm putting some trying to put something else into the world that can hopefully do the same thing that I've benefited from, right? And and paying it back in that way. And it's evolved from there. Um, and but that that was the that was the start. So yeah, I mean that is that is 
kind of the initial idea around, you know, the mission of the show. And uh, it's been incredible. I'm sure you've, you've gotten the, you know, the privilege of, of hearing a lot of feedback about your show and, and the people that you have on that are incredibly talented and knowledgeable and experienced and have great stories to tell. And it's just another, there are so many out there and mm-hmm. I love it because, and selfishly so, after every time, after every interview, I hit, I hit stop on the record button and I walk away and I have a smile. I'm like, man, I need to take time and let all that wash over me. And then I get to listen to it again and then give it back to everybody. Um, yeah. And it's such a it's inspiration. It's such a know? fulfilling place that I never really thought, especially as somebody that was really averse to social media and kind of afraid, mm-hmm. you know, to put myself out there early mm-hmm. on because early on Twitter was kind of a mean place. And, you know, people, would, you know, uh, YouTube, the YouTube comment section can be a, a dark rabbit hole as well, you oh, know, yeah. and, and all well, those we things. All have, I right. think all creatives have that um, that inclination to try and be perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of us do. I don't I wouldn't say all of us, but a lot of us have that that inclination yeah. to try and put out something that's perfect. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't do that on social media. You can nope. do the best you can. That's but right. someone is going to poke holes in anything. Always. And and <laughs> yeah. I realized and I realized through that I, you know, and luckily I think it, it probably took me to get to this point in my life to actually have some of those tools to be able to dive in and say, hey, it's not about what episode one or episode 20 or 30 look like it's about what can the, what what could this show possibly look like when we get to episode 100 oh, and yeah. to have, and to have known some other friends that have gotten to episode 200 300 and to realize hey their episode 1 did not look like this oh, you know oh god no um, just like I'm at all- 180 and, right. and or one past 180 actually and yeah my my first episode does which not is bear any resemblance <laughs> which is Jody that's incredible uh I, I commend you and you should be so proud of that i, I hope you are that's I am, that's yeah. that's amazing and <laughs> and also as someone who is you know just like just um past like the 50 episode mark i know how uh, how much work goes into even just that do you want to sound your absolute best when you're being interviewed on a podcast or when you're hosting your own show i have a podcast episode and free downloadable worksheet called sounding your best as a podcast guest off of the audiobrandingpodcast.com main page just click on the little square graphic to the left of the player displaying my podcast trailer It gives you some comprehensive suggestions for where to start or for improving the sound you already have, including the type of microphones to consider and why, ideas for soundproofing your recording environment, and suggestions on how to get the best sound when you're being remotely recorded on services like Riverside FM or Squadcast. Don't let bad audio quality hold you back from being the best podcast guest or host you can be. And of course, if you happen to need voiceover for your intro and outro, feel free to get in touch. I'm happy to help. And now back to the podcast. This is coming to an end here. And I want to make sure that you get your URL in there and the ways that people can contact you um, for artist uh, uh, help uh, as you're coaching and also to find out more about the band and your podcast and all of that. Please let, let us know how you can be reached. 
Well, if any of this resonated and anyone was able to follow along for long enough, uh, you know, uh, I'm less worried about this. They know this stuff will be in the show notes, you know. Um, Yeah, the website is just my name, CaseyCavalier.com. There's a lot more, um, you know, info on there about a a bunch of this stuff that that I have my hands in um, that we've talked about here. Um, And the podcast is called? The podcast is called The Record Process. You can find that. I guarantee wherever you're listening to this show, we hope, I hope, um, hasn't been a problem yet. Um, and yeah, and so we're, we're getting to the end. We're, we're just now wrapping up uh, season season four, but we have uh, already, I've been doing some onboarding and I, I can't think, I can't think about it without smiling, the the stuff we have planned for seasons five and six, um, you know, coming up. So I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah. So yeah, so please like, you know, do all the good stuff, follow along, whether it's, you know, on Instagram to see what we've already kind of put out. Out there and see some cool video clips from from previous guests uh, or just subscribe to it on you know on the relevant platforms but yeah that's what I have going on and if you are interested in any sort of um, you know one-on-one kind of coaching or just looking for some advice or even just being like throwing your hands up and just being like I need help give me you know get point me in a direction I, I know what that's like so you can reach out to me through my website and I'd be happy to you know to try and help in some way even if I'm not the the best person for the job you know, um, maybe, maybe I know somebody who is right. So Very generous yeah. of you. yes, thank mm-hmm. you. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> oh, as did I. Thank you for being brave enough to invite me in to your uh, to your wonderful world. Oh, no bravery involved. No, no. I knew this would be a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing it. Of course. Of course. Yes. Until next time. Until next time. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.